What's up, guys? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for this beautiful Widow Wednesday on August 26, 2020. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Gary Witta. Gary, morning, how Tim. are you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's always a pleasure. Uh, too rare, too rare a pleasure to, to host with you. It's been a while, so I'm glad to be back with I, you again today. I think this is the first one we've done together since quarantine. I think it is. That's crazy to think yeah. about. That's so yeah. long. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's I'm months, here. months and months. I'm looking at the date. It's August 26th. That date always reminds me of starting school because I feel like in San Francisco, that was always the week that we would would have to start going to school. And like, it scares me that Worst I've lived ever. more of my Worst life not going ever. to school than I have. Is that the case? Mm-hmm. Don't do the math on it, Kevin. I'm trying don't think to. about I'm it because I don't to. think it's right. Because it's, it's complicated. It's complicated. Wrong. Where it's, like you started school at seven <laughs> and you ended school at what twenty two? Yeah, you know right? what? Cool. Seven to cool. twenty two. You win, Kevin. Is that what you want to hear? I'm <laughs> no, not. No, no, no. I'm not trying. To, I'm Apparently, not trying to. Be... Didn't go to school long enough. Didn't go to school long enough. <laughs> Gary, what have you been up to? Um, you know, working away, trying to keep busy. You know, noodling on uh, various different projects we got the new show premiering tomorrow night talk guys the the talk the celebrity talk show that happens inside fall guys ultimate knockout while animal talking is on hiatus for a short time talk guys is going to come in and and fill the gap and it's a very simple concept we're going to play with interesting people and attempt to interview them while also uh playing fall guys and as you know like that's going to be a challenge because you know like how distracting playing fall guys can be so that's going to be the fun somebody described it as like the hot ones of video games like can you conduct an interview while also subjecting yourself to this very difficult ordeal so i'm looking forward to it. it's going to be fun any excuse to play fall guys basically absolutely i love that so how how long are you trying to do the interviews for um well well you know the show doesn't have a a, a set length we're just gonna we're just gonna play and see what happens we've got some great people to play with tomorrow night um 7 p.m uh, we're going to be playing with Dr. Lupo. If you follow the four, if you follow the four guys' world, uh, you'll know that uh, that Lupo was recently uh, crowned uh, the best player in the game. So uh, my co-host Kate Stark and I are going to uh, going to be playing with him. And then on Friday, we're doing another episode, really really cool. Joe Walsh, the lead designer of the game, and um, Oliver, who runs the the led by now legendary Four Guys game uh, Twitter account, is going to be playing with us as well. So that's going to be uh, really really fun. Dude, I'm loving all of this, and I love that this is the first time I've done the show with you since quarantine, so I haven't been able to talk to you about animal talking and all this success and everything. The thing that I am most impressed by is you went from being, you know, accomplished screenwriter Gary Witta and PC gamer Gary Witta and kind of funny games daily Gary Witta. Now you're like host interviewer Gary Witta. Like, that's a skill that doesn't just happen. Like, you you need to really try to be able to be good at that stuff, and there's very few people I know uh, that that I put on this pedestal of like you don't just host like and, and be on a podcast like you can interview Greg Miller's on that list and Gary Weta you are now on that list I've I've listened to some animal talking and I am very impressed with your ability to talk equally to Selena Gomez or a designer of a video game well thank you Tim I appreciate that and you you, you know what I'm gonna say don't you you know what, what's my catchphrase you know it exactly if you're not making moves if you're not standing making moves still. you're standing still so. Um, no, that's, uh, you know, I, I obviously don't want to uh, talk about this. Let's get to some video game news, but no, that's actually been the, with the nicest compliment that I've received since I started the animal talking show was like, Oh, Gary's actually a pretty good talk show host and interview. And I've really enjoyed, it. I just like talking to interesting people. That's been the greatest gift of the show is really just the opportunity to meet and hang out with and talk, uh, to interesting people. I might not otherwise have a opportunity to, it's like just this nexus for like interesting people to, to, to hang out with and, and talk to and talk guys, hopefully will be that. Uh, as well, but much less stress. The reason why Animal Talking is going on hiatus is because it takes about ten to twelve hours to put each episode of the show together, and I just don't have the time anymore because, like, my actual day job is starting to um, uh, intrude. How dare! How how dare my actual job get in the way? <laughs> uh, so while that's parked for a little bit, Talk Guys is a show where we can kind of keep the energy going. You know, video game talk show, and it's going to be a fun hybrid. But we just show up and play the game. Like we don't have to do all the sound checks and animations and logos. Like it's going to be like a much more it's going to have more I don't give a fuck energy than the other show, which I, I think, it. you know, is, is Gary exactly what we all need right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Man, I want to talk to you so much more about this. I want to do a We Have Cool Friends episode with you, Gary, because I want to get into all the, the nitty gritty stuff. We'll have to figure that out off air sometime. But sure. this 
is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we get together to talk to you about all the video game news that you need to know uh you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and correct us when we get things wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com you can also listen as a podcast on your favorite podcast service just search for kind of funny games daily and we're going to be right there for you uh to be part of the show you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above gets right in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show a little housekeeping for you our first impressions of mafia definitive edition are live now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games barrett courtney got to play it a little bit he's pretty stoked about it go check it out get all of his opinions there uh tomorrow gamescom opening night live is happening uh you can catch us reacting to it live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games then right after that uh we're going to be doing uh the kind of funny games cast post show analysis so it's a full day from games daily from 10 to 11 then from 11 on uh doing a little game uh, opening night live and then after that boom post show analysis fun times for everyone uh later today at 2 p.m live we're going to be streaming a game right now it's tentatively fall guys uh which is going to be fun i think if it's fall guys i'm going to be playing that with snowbike mike andy and i think kevin um otherwise there's some things that may or may not be happening right now that that, uh, they're going to be streaming instead i'm not really sure what's going on yeah i I mean some rumors i'd like when are we going to figure that out because i'd like to know because i had some plans for my day that what were your plans for your day the plans for your day that you were set on the calendar to do the fall guy stream cap yeah but yesterday on the thing we said that we weren't doing that right i don't know what you're talking about we're doing something live 2 p.m right really is like a swiss watch that operation you got going over there isn't it exactly it's perfect (laughs) well in the middle of like a a a call people would be like oh maybe we should play this i thought i thought that was a go i thought that was a go my bad what was a go the other thing, I don't know. Are we not supposed to talk about it? You I don't know, Kevin. I don't, on, I don't Andy know. said that he was going to play Call of Duty or something, right? He did not say that. He said no? that they might announce something that they might play. Anyways, oh, thank nice. you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Klarna and Bespoke Post, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. What is going on with Kevin today? Gary, how are you feeling about Gary's energy? <laughs> and there's a, there's a whole there's a whole mood going on with Kevin right now that I feel like mm-hmm. I don't I want to get to the bottom of it because I feel like he's bringing a different a different energy today. Yeah, Kev, what's going on? I just had a chill morning. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. How's mean that to. robe treating you? It's very good. I'm not gonna lie. This I was a little cold because I'm wearing a you know a little wife beater. Oh my god! <laughs> it's got the Golden Girls on it. Fun fact: <laughs> we bought this same this the same uh, um, tank top and sent it to uh, Xavier. Uh, and then I liked it so much, I went to the Target and bought myself one. Uh, so yeah, it was a little chilly in my house, so I put on my robe that I use for the hot tub. Which, by the way, Gary, what a good move that's been. You know. It's made my oh, life got, way you better. You joined, you joined the hot club uh, jet set. Good, yep. good for you. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I feel good. You know, I got my slippers on. It's a good morning. I don't ever want to go back to work. I, mean, I can, t- me I can tell. Today, but I appreciate it. It, it. It's an energy that's that's bizarre. But I'm not going to say that it's, it's bad. A di- it's Let's a get... different. It's a different energy. That's all yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to say it's better or worse. It's different. It is different. It is different. Um, Fall Guys is the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game ever. This comes from Devolver Digital's Twitter. Congrats to our friends at Mediatonic as Fall Guys Games crosses 7 million units on Steam and is the most downloaded PS Plus game of all time. An amazing accomplishment from a wonderful group of folks. Wow. Are you surprised, Gary? Um, A little, but not really that much. And in fact, the more I play it, the less surprised I am because the more... Uh, I play it, the more I'm aware of just what a genius game it is. I mean, absolutely. I, I, I don't know how much of this was planned. I think probably the, the vast majority of it, but even the guys at Mediatonic have said, like, oh yeah, like we didn't expect it to blow up to this degree. I think they were probably aware that they had something really special. I just don't know if if anyone could have predicted that it would resonate and connect to this level. And I've said this many times now on Twitter and on different streams. I'll say it again right now. 
I mean, I'm 100% serious when I say this. It's the game of the year. It is absolutely my personal game of the year. And I can't imagine anything uh, coming uh, between now and the end of the year that's going to top it. And I'll, and I'll simply say, and, and I'll justify it by simply saying this. Go on Twitch, watch people play. Go and watch it, because yeah, it's hugely popular on Twitch right now. Everyone's playing it. Tell me, Tim, the last time you saw that many people having that much fun. Yeah, and that's and all talk, it is. It's we're talking just about this purely, before we even went purely, live. It's it, not it's just fun. playing it, it's watching it. It's fun for fun's sake. And the genius of the game is it's not just fun to play, it's fun to stream, and it's fun to watch people playing. Because the reactions that it brings out of you, we, again, like you said, we talked about this before the show, Shroud, one of the top streamers on Twitch, and probably the most composed, calm, you know, un unruffleable elite player in the game. Like, if you ever watch Shroud play, like, that is a guy who keeps his composure. Five mm -hmm. minutes into Fall Guys, he was raging. Because yeah. the game just brings the worst out of everyone in the best way. It is a game that clearly skill is a big factor. There's already kind of an elite level tier of people that are emerging, right? Like the Dr. Lupos of the world who are getting 20 crowns a day. It is a game that you can get better at and get really good at, but Wait, it doesn't matter how crowns? good you get. It doesn't matter how good you get. You can never mitigate that 10% random what the fuck factor that's just the, the random luck factor. That, the game's going to fuck with you no matter how good you get. And yeah. that's part of what makes it so delicious and delightful to watch. Absolutely. Gary, how many crowns are you sitting on right now? Just the five. My co-host, Kate, um, five? Has, has got uh, 12. Because she's been, I mean, she's a, I mean, she's a professional streamer, professional gamer. She's had more time to play than me. I'll simply say that. But I'm, pr <laughs> I'm, I'm, pr I'm, pr I'm proud of my, I'm proud of my five crowns. I'll be, I'll be getting more. Um, I need to find. I, I haven't had as much time to play um, as I want to, but I, uh, I, I, lo I love the game to death. My eight-year-old kid loves it. She almost got her first crown uh, yesterday. She's obsessed with watching Fall Guys fail videos. Like, there's already like 20 different YouTube. Uh, channels dedicated to just like the wild and wacky moments because Fall Guys is nothing but a game of wild and wacky moments. So again, it's almost like a it's a game that's almost designed for like YouTube clips and highlights, right? Because yeah. there's just so much I can't believe that happened type shit that mm -hmm. happens in that game. So I absolutely love it. I've said this a million times as well before. I love you know Ghost of Tsushima is a fantastic game. Last of Us Part Two is a fantastic game, and they're all going to be in the game of the year conversation. But you know, in the same way that Animal Crossing came came into our lives at just the right time when we all needed it during the pandemic, during a time of everyone feeling really miserable, um, you know, that was a game that came along and offered us a distraction. And I think Fall Guys is bringing exactly the right energy at the right time. We're all miserable. We're all anxious. We're all, you know, unhappy in our lives right now, especially here in America. And Fall Guys just came along and just offered like just here's like a bundle of fun. Fun for fun's sake. It'll have you tearing your hair out and and, and and punching the air, like in the best and most way. Like that game will make you feel a full spectrum of emotions, Tim. Don't oh, you yeah, agree? Oh, I feel it. oh, absolutely. I mean, I've said this before, but it's a Nintendo game not made by Nintendo. Like they somehow captured that magic that is usually reserved just for, you know, the magic of Nintendo or Disney that you kind of get where it's like they can they can make you feel it all um, in this well-crafted experience. And, and with Nintendo, you had that fun. I think that Fall Guys is like, uh, above and beyond that in, in in a lot of ways i agree with you i don't agree with you that it's necessarily my game of the year um but i do think it's in the conversation and i, I think that that's a testament to how ridiculous this year has been in terms of quality of video games where you know that we've always we spent all last year talking about how 2019 was a, a weird year getting to the game of the year discussions where there wasn't that standout game a lot of it was kind of right. like a lot of great games but none that were above the rest, like a God of War or a Breath of the Wild type situation. This year, I feel like we have so many of those that it's fun to look at how different and unique they all are, where you just brought up the Animal Crossing thing of it. You know, that game came out and it was the right place, right time. I don't think Fall Guys is necessarily the right place, right time. I think that that adds to the experience. I think that that game could have came at any point. And oh, and sure. And, and, and Animal Crossing would, would have been as well. But the fact that it came at a time when we most needed just some fun and some frivolity like i think that added like 10 percent to to the appeal of it but no you're right it would have been a brilliant game last year or next year uh or whenever and so the game of the year conversation you're right it's it's obviously subjective last of us is going to be up there Sashima's going to be up there animal crossing a bunch of other games and be maybe some that we haven't seen yet but i guarantee you if there's any justice four guys is going to be a serious player in that game of the year conversation absolutely and but both, both overall and in and, and in multiple different categories as well absolutely and, and i think that that's awesome like that's what i want to see from video games where um 
if Fall Guys were to beat Last of Us 2, which is my personal game of the year right now, I wouldn't be mad because I'm like, I understand. Like there it's it is a video games can be so many different things. And I think that we're seeing evidence of that right now with the, the games that we're talking about and how vastly different they are, and with how many games we still have to come this year that are potentially going to be in that that realm of conversation. But I just I love that. To me, every game of the year means something different to everybody. And what my personal game of the year is even means something different than what I think um, the game of the year overall is. There was the year that Overwatch came out, and I had a great time with Overwatch. In my opinion, Overwatch, even though it wasn't my personal favorite game of the year, was the game of the year because the zeitgeist of conversation was around it and the quality of the game backed that up. And I think that both Animal Crossing and Fall Guys have that special something that uh it is the game that is going to be talked about so much over the year and the quality of the game backs it up and last of us 2 is is similar um in 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 different ways and last of us has the technical side of it as well that you know kind of pushes things forward but i just love that you can have literally last of us 2 and fall guys think of videos of both of those playing next to each other Right. And they could be in the exact same game of the year conversation. And I don't think you're crazy. And obviously it's impossible to pick between the two because they are so different and it is going to come down largely to personal taste. But, you know, again, I think for Animal Crossing and for and maybe even more so for Fall Guys, there is something to be said about the time in which the, the times into which a game is released. We're saying the game of the year, the game of this year, 2020, the year mm-hmm. of a fucking universal sh- shit show for everyone. The argument could be made that, the, that Fall Guys and Animal Crossing were the right games, the best games for this particular year. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's a good point. The one thing, and I don't want to go too long on this Fall Guys stuff, but I also do because I love the game so much. And I love talking to you, Gary. I wonder if it can keep up this momentum. Because to me personally, the thing that would inch it even more so into securing a game of the year conversation spot at the end of the year is what we get from the upcoming seasons. Right. We know we love season one. We know what's here is great, but it's always getting it, it's already getting to that point where I'm looking down the, the line of stuff. I think I'm level 16 right now. And I'm looking down the line of the rest of the stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm not really motivated to like push through to get those things. I wonder what season two can add. I know we're about to find out tomorrow at um the Gamescom event, but I wonder what they're gonna do. Are you expecting and and maybe this stuff's all announced? And I just have I've missed it, but are you expecting more mini games? Yeah, um, I don't know if they'll do what I maybe one. I mean, they've already they've already done a couple of swap outs in um, you know, even through season one, they patched in, you know, jump showdown and brought that back from the beta. I think again, the 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 reason why I think Fall Guys is gonna have legs um is a first of all, as it continues to blow up, I think you're gonna see it go down that Fortnite path into like like the Marvel skins and all of that shit. They're all coming. I guarantee it. You're gonna be playing as fucking Captain America in Fall Guys, probably with inside a year, as all of those like brand mm-hmm. deals, you know, all, all of the big brands want to jump on the Fall Guys bandwagon, right? And it's going to go in that direction. But the genius of it, of course, is because, for, you know, a game of Fall Guys is broken down into these different little modular five different rounds. They now have infinite opportunities to iterate and bring and and swap out, you know, okay, so season two, this, this, the, you know, this round's going away, but this one's coming in. And here's a new challenge, something, you know, just right when you get good at slime climb, well, that's gone now. Here's something new for you to learn. And yeah. I think that, you know, just, just that modularity, the fact that each game is five different mini games is going to allow them, as long as they can keep coming up with cool ideas, which I'm sure, I'm sure they've already got like hundreds that they would have wanted, they would have wanted to launch with, they just had to, they had to pick the best ones that they have. You're going to, you're going to see, um endless kind of reinvigoration and refreshing of 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 the fall guys experience as they swap different uh new game types in and out and then as the game matures you know like favorite game types get cycled back like slime climb has been gone for a year but now it's back you know and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff they can but we've but we change it like we've added whatever slimier than ever it's it's really there's so much kind of genius baked into that concept in terms of the inherent appeal of it both to play and to watch and the satisfaction of winning a crown and the the rng factor in the sense that you often feel like luck can go against you it can go with you all of the stuff that makes you really like lean into the screen and want to throw your controller against the wall and all that kind of stuff but the ability to keep the game fresh um with different game types uh i think is going to be a key to the longevity of it totally man and different consoles let's see 
Let's and see. there's yeah, oh, 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 I mean the PlayStation exclusivity is going to run out, you know, pretty soon, as I understand it. The the Switch version, of course, it's coming. The Xbox version, of course, it's coming. It's too good a game to not eventually proliferate across across all the major platforms. Uh, cross play, cross progression, I'm sure is on their roadmap. I would love to see that. Um, oh, and then additionally, mm-hmm. there's like so so many things right now that they I'm sure they wanted to launch with but weren't able to. And I'll just like I'll give you an example. Like think about PUBG. I don't know if you played when PUBG first launched. Compared to how it looked then to how it looks now and how much more polished it is as they've had time to mature it and add all the things on their roadmap, Fall Guys is going to look very different and a lot more polished and evolved and mature a year from now. Like one of the things I would love is like really granular statistics. You yeah, know what I mean? That'd like, be real you know, cool. Like you, you know the game on the back end is tracking all of that because it pops up in achievements. Mm-hmm. So it would be it would be nice to pull up a stats page and see like all of my granular achievements in how the game. How many times you've fell off a thing right. or how many yeah just yeah, fun exactly fun stuff yeah uh, but speaking of PUBG, actually september's ps plus games revealed from playstation blog chicken dinners and sure you are on the ps plus menu this september you can take on 99 other competitors in PUBG player unknowns battlegrounds or challenge the world's greatest fighters uh warriors to a scrap and beat them up in street fighter 5 uh what's more PlayStation is also kicking off the Street Fighter V PS4 tournament starting September 4th in the U.S. and Canada. These events will offer eligible fighters of all skill levels in those regions the opportunity to compete for cash prizes, a unique PS4 theme, and a custom in-game title. Uh, Restrictions apply. You can check out the details there and stuff. Uh, Both games will join PS Plus on Tuesday, September 1st, and will be available to download for PlayStation Plus subscribers until October 5th. I feel like the the PUBG thing is a little bit of like a eh, too little too late type situation, uh, but Street Fighter Five that's pretty cool and especially tied with a with some tournament action for people. I'm I'm over PUBG at this point. I I played it obsessively a couple of years ago. I no longer have any interest in it simply because I'm not good enough at it to be in any way competitive. Like I, I go in there and I just get outplayed every time. Like I I just never built up enough of a kind of basic skill base to to feel like i was you know you don't have to be great every game to enjoy it but some games if you're just not that good you're never going to have a good time you know against against a more you know experienced player base who are just like when you get shot in the head and you don't even know where the fuck it came from like and that's happening constantly with me that that, that's when it was enough for me But, but like friends of mine who still play it like it's not i don't think it's like in terms of numbers the biggest game out there anymore but it still has a very dedicated hardcore player base that's that that they're gonna that they're gonna continue to um uh support and the game continues to grow and they're always adding new features and seasons and things they're keep they're keeping it fresh uh but no i mean PUBG obviously warzone and a bunch of apex and a bunch of other games have come along and eaten its lunch uh big time in recent years street fighter 5 you know i'm not a fighting fighting game guy i can't really uh speak to that uh as as much but um yeah certainly for certainly for street fighter fans they're gonna Mm -hmm. be pleased yeah uh, moving on from that, there was a Nintendo Direct mini partner showcase this morning. Uh, a surprise one, it once again, just came out of nowhere. Um, nothing of too much consequence announced, but we're going to go through it anyways. There's a write-up from Adam Bankhurst over at IGN here. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory got a release date of November 13, 2020. This is the rhythm game based on the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Um, there will be an online and local player Local multiplayer options, a free-for-all mode that's exclusive to the Switch and support for up to eight-player local play. Uh, it also features a brand new chapter in the Kingdom Hearts story, so get excited for that. I'm sure it's going to make total sense. Um, a little news on Fuser. They showed off collaborative multiplayer and revealed some new songs. Harmonic showed off collaborative multiplayer in its upcoming Fuser and revealed three more songs coming to the game. Ghost and Stuff by Dead Mouse, Dance Monkey from Tones and I, and Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. I don't know Ghost and Stuff. But Dance Monkey is a certified slap and blinding lights. I, I literally could listen to that song on repeat for like 12 hours and still be the same level of hyped. Um, Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure Pack brings together both Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure 1 and Adventure 2. Uh, these games will allow players to take part in it in two time-traveling RPG adventures with Don Chan as they try to save the world from strange incidents. Yeah, I, you you lost me about five minutes ago, Tim. <laughs> about five minutes about five minutes ago, you started sounding like the teacher from the Peanuts cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, World of Tanks Blitz arrives on Nintendo Switch later today. Um, it has a it's a free to play multi online multiplayer game that features over three hundred and fifty unique and exclusive combat vehicles. 
Gary, I might have lost you there, but I might win you back with this. Some of them are historically accurate. I like historical accuracy. Mm. Some are experimental takes based on blueprints of famous engineers. And some are armored monsters from popular alternate universes. Is this a, is this a uh, hit the crab and it's weak spot for massive damage scenario? <laughs> I think it is. Uh, next up, we got Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions. It arrives on the Switch in spring 2021. Uh, it allows you to rise through the ranks of the game that features iconic characters like Rocky Balboa, Adonis Creed, and Victor Drago. Um, cool. A collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend arrives on Switch December 15th. This is definitely a Jared Petty joint. Originally released on Game Boy, the first three titles in the Saga series, Final Fantasy Legend, Final Fantasy Legend 2, and Legend 3, will arrive on Nintendo Switch in one package on December 15th. Um, and based on the screenshots, it looks like it's a collection of the actual Game Boy games. They're not uh, remastered or enhanced in any way. It's the classic green and black looking thing um in the middle of the screen square and then you control it on the sides uh just dance 2021 dances its way to switch this november this one made me sit up this morning because my kid loves just dance Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean like did you really think it wasn't going to happen this year no of course i mean it's (laughs) been what has it been around for more than a decade right now just dance and it's a massive massive money spinner like, mm-hmm. weren't they still releasing it on the Wii up until, like, this past last year? Last year. Or last, like, the yeah, last, last year. game on the Wii. Like, people still buy it, like, even on, like, legacy formats. I guess I'm a little confused. Like, I guess it's like anything now. It's like FIFA, right? It's just on a, on an annual uh, update. Mm-hmm. Does the game, because 2020 was really the first one that I ever really engaged with. So I guess my question to you, Tim, if you know, I don't know how much you know about the Just Dance universe, but, like, does each game evolve very much, or is it just, like, they update the songs? I think it's just updated songs. This one okay. comes with 40 new tracks, including right. Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. Right. Okay, but, the, but it's basically the same game you've been playing for the last 10 years. Yeah, maybe a little prettier. You get some new videos of cats dancing. Yeah, I love Oh my, no, Honestly, my kid can't get enough of it. Puyo Puyo Tetris 2, Kevin. Maybe this one, maybe it perks your ears up a little I, bit. Um, I played so much of the Tetris side of this first one. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have this is good, new- this is so good think, news yeah. for me too. This is another popular family game in our house because my, my daughter likes Puyo Puyo and I like Tetris. So we play against each other and the party mode and all that kind of stuff is, has good energy. I have a feeling that when Tetris Effect uh, comes to uh, Xbox, that's going to take up more. And, and Tetris 99, don't forget, is still a big player in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of... I, I personally have never been able to get Puyo Puyo. Like I've never been, it's never clicked for me. But as long as the Tetris side is there, I'm all good. Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 is the second entry in the series that mashes together the two legendary puzzle games. Um, and it now has a new skill battle mode that introduces character based skills and item cards that can be used. There's also an adventure mode with a full story. Um, it, re- it arrives on December 8th, 2020. Minecraft Dungeons Creeping Winter DLC adds new missions, weapons, and more. Jump Force Deluxe Edition punches its way to Nintendo Switch on August 28th. Captain Tsubasa Rise of the New Champions brings Arcade Soccer to Switch tomorrow. And uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition finally gets a release date of August 27th, which is tomorrow. Wait, the Arcade Soccer thing kind of made me uh, prick my ears up there uh, because I've been looking in, until they bring, like, my big dream, as you know, Tim, is Super Mario Strikers for the Switch. Oh, That's what I want. Oh, Strikers charged, man. And, what until a that, Until that happens, maybe that will happen. But until it does, I'm on the lookout for, like, a good um arcade soccer game i wonder if this could scratch that itch so what what if uh, i told you it was an anime soccer game uh, even better then you might like this this i'm looking at the trailer right does that now, mean it has a story is there a narrative um, probably like a campaign? captain subasa rise of new champions is an arcade soccer game that features powerful offensive and defensive moves to gain the advantage over your opponents customize characters build a dream team play a soccer online or locally and more beginning tomorrow so it doesn't really say but Looking All at right. the, uh, I, I, you trailer. know, what? It's just, I might have to tell you, I might have to investigate this. Yeah. Yeah. You have to report back. I want to know what you think about Captain Subasa, you know, but anyways, that's it. That was the Nintendo direct, uh, mini partner showcase. The second one, we, we knew we were going to get another cause the last one ended saying, Hey, more to come this year. And essentially they're just roundups of third party partners of Nintendo that have video games coming out in the system. And if Nintendo refuses to do a proper direct and talk about games that way they need to come up with a new way to kind of temper expectations and just drop a direct out of nowhere with absolutely no hype so no one has any time to get hyped for it 
and then they'll announce games like this. I mean, hopefully they are doing a good job of kind of recalibrate calibrating expectations with these different levels. Like the idea of the mini direct is like a way for them to say, because they obviously know they're, they're seeing what's happening out there. Every time Nintendo says there's a direct coming, all of us, right, especially the, the you know, the, the, the super fans start frothing at the mouth. Expectations run wild. You know, we, we, we can't control ourselves. And then the, the direct often struggles to meet the expectations, unless it is like an absolute mega banger. You know, we're always like, oh, but that wasn't what I, you know, that, that didn't check every box on my wish list. So people like start complaining. But, you know, Nintendo or, you know, not every single game that Nintendo releases or through its third parties is going to be that level of excitement, right? So they need, I think they needed a way to be able to announce and talk about these games, but without having all that baggage of expectation that comes with the big directs. So these mini directs, I think, are, are a smart way to present those interesting i don't really know where i stand on it because i i think that the way they handle this if they're going to do this this way is the right way to go don't make a big deal out of it just drop it in the morning before anyone wakes up by the time i woke up this had already happened so i'm just reading a rundown i don't need to watch it there's no nothing to get me disappointed having right. said that though we already have directs we already have direct minis this isn't even a direct mini this is a nintendo direct mini partner showcase they're getting so specific about what they're doing and so far what they're telling us about these partner showcases is they are extremely not exciting to the point that it's like it seems like they know that too and it's just looking at this level of games it's like why even put these in this type of presentation if you're not really expecting people to watch these things you know like this is the type of thing where it's like if you don't hype it up for people to watch live uh when the nintendo direct announcements are made just put this out in a, in a blog roll somewhere. You know, give IGN the exclusives. Go to Kotaku. You know? Like, I feel like with what you're talking about, Gary, of like, we expect the big megaton announcement. I get that that's dangerous. But like, the value of a Nintendo Direct of packaging all these things together in a 20-minute package is get everyone in for Mario, but then sell them on Captain Subasha. I, I suppose. But then, you know, just, just as a numbers game they're not always going to be able to do that, right? Like they, they're not always going to have a Mario reveal to anchor everything else that they want to show. Sometimes they're just going to have a bunch of smaller stuff to show and they need a format in which to do that as well. Like you said, they could just do them on a case-by-case -case basis, you know, just drop an announcement here or there. Again, for me, the idea of the mini direct being branded as like, you know, it, it, here's, we're going to show you some new stuff, but like it's a mini direct, so don't get carried away. This is just some other stuff we're doing that you might like, but like, don't expect there to be like a Mario drop here or whatever. Um, I, th I, th I think that's a smart way to do it. I, I like the, the concept of the mini direct. It's like Pikmin 3 was announced, right? Just on Twitter. If Pikmin 3 was in this, at least that would have been something that gets people excited surrounding all this other stuff. You know, it just seems like they're, they're making a lot of bizarre decisions over there that I'm not, I'm not super clear on what they're uh what they're doing and i'm not clear on where their games are but uh, i mean you could make the argument tim though that, that the developers of say captain subasa might not want their game to be uh on the same bill as like a big nintendo first party title because what's the what's going to be the narrative coming out of that direct it's going to be everyone talking about the big game and it's arguable that those smaller games that are, that are coming up behind it in that same direct would get lost in all that noise as everyone focuses on the on the big news but I don't buy that because I feel like this is teaching people to not even watch these directs. No, I don't think so. I mean, that, that I, 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 I didn't I, watch I, it. I, what, but I think that's just assuming that people only want to tune in for like super triple A game announcements. But like, like I said, I, I'm interested in Captain Subaru. There's a, you know, there's tons of games that I'm interested in that aren't, you know, considered tier one, you know, games, but they're, they're but you know, they're of interest. Uh, to me, I mean, that's basically what the entire indie scene is. And those games deserve a platform, too. But so, you didn't watch it, Gary. You didn't watch it. What? Not yet. But it's bloody 10 o'clock in the morning, Tim. I've, I've only been up like an hour. I'm, uh, You know, when they drop these things at six o'clock in the morning, um, you know, so, so I, I generally kind of like chill out on the couch, like in the evening and catch up on the, the, the directs and things that drops during the day. But like, you know, it's Nintendo has a unique issue with its fan base and the expectations and every direct now people tune in like waiting for like the next big thing and you know and it's it's really again like they can't win right everyone like for example everyone wants like the next big metroid game and when the direct announces they they basically create a, a narrative in their head oh this is going to be the metroid game because that's what i want and when it's not shown it's like fuck you nintendo you let me down
But that, but yeah, but but you got there, but you built that expectation up all by yourself. Like Nintendo, it's not like Nintendo teased you and then pulled it away at the last minute. Like you, you decided that's what you wanted to see, and when you didn't get it, you were pissed at Nintendo. I feel like I feel like that's the story of a lot of these directs. It totally is. It totally is. But at some point, don't use the direct name then, if if those expectations are there. Uh, jumping over to Jeff Grubb, who who left some some rumors here, and there's a lot of updates. This is all from tweets that I'm trying to like piece together here because we all know that the uh mario 3d games rumors of them coming to switch have been circulating for a very long time 15 hours ago jeff grubb tweets super mario 3d all-star sounds like a good name for a video game jeff grubb tweeting that type of thing he knows a little something you know what i mean like that's him kind of hinting here or there and he's been hinting at a nintendo direct um being or a nintendo something not a direct i need to be clear about that a nintendo something coming this week and now this partner showcase happened so he's kind of now revitalized some of the things that he said there so 15 hours ago he he tweeted that um then james stevenson from insomniac games tweets don't tease me jeff and jeff replies what are you doing friday I think that I think that there. I think that many of us in the games industry or adjacent to who have our ears to the ground and who hear things uh, like there are certain things right now that aren't confirmed, but which we basically know are happening like Xbox Series S. Right. We all know that's happening. We're just mm-hmm. waiting for the other shoe to drop. The new Super Mario All-Stars, I believe, is also in that category. It, like, it's 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 a lock that it's coming. It's probably coming for this holiday, almost certainly. It's just a question of like, what are the details? Like, what's ac- what's what's exactly in it? Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is in it, um, and this may be wishful thinking, is because what I hope is in it is um, Super Mario sixty four uh, remastered, Sunshine remastered, because that game is well overdue for a for a relitigation, oh, yeah. a relitigation, a mm-hmm. reexamination. I think it's totally. an undervalued. You know, Super Mario Sunshine gets kicked around as like the redheaded stepchild of the Super Mario world, but it's not. It's actually a really great game, I think, largely it misunderstood. Still is, it misunderstood. is misunderstood. Tim. But I, my thing, I love, I love Sunshine. But I mean, it is, even then, it is clearly a level less than the the others in this thing. But like, but I, but I do, comparing but I do, tens. But I do think that it deserves to, and the time is right, to introduce, because it's old enough now, that you can introduce it to a whole new audience. Give it a mm-hmm. glow up. Maybe do some tweaks. Fix Hell some yeah. of the things that people didn't like about it and and give it another go around and let people discover, you know, re- or rediscover Super Mario Sunshine and then Galaxy One and Two. I think, Hell I think, yeah. I think that's I think that's what you I think that's gonna be. And and then maybe like a bunch of behind the scenes anniversary type content. Um, but I th- I think that's gonna be the crux of it. And if that's what if that's what Nintendo roll out this holiday, they're gonna be in a very strong position. Because who, who doesn't want that? I want that. I want that really bad. And, and more than anything, I want to know what it is. Cause you're talking about these industry insiders having these scoops and stuff, but it's like, at some point we've talked about Metroid prime trilogy being a real thing so long that I'm questioning if it is. And I know that all of its timing and COVID's pushed everything, but there are certain things that I think that we all get in our heads and have just talked about so much that until they're real, I don't I don't know what it is. And I think that looking at this, um, I'm excited. And I, I hope, it's real. And a lot of these times I, I kind of want to rely on the what I'm hoping to see from this and, and seeing it come to fruition. But I do hope this is one collection because Nintendo totally could put these out piecemeal game by game. Um, and in some ways, I would rather prefer that if that means they're actually remade from the ground up and like given like full love. Um, whereas if they're just put here, I, I don't necessarily just want ports on a um, cartridge of these games just straight I'd- up. I mean, if you look at what, if you go all the way back to the Super Nintendo and look at the original Super Mario All Stars, that was a great presentation. It was fantastic, right? My, and, it was my first video game I ever owned. And the, I think it was the twenty, I think it was the twenty fifth anniversary version that they did for the Wii was also where they took the ROM the of that and just right. put it on a DVD. It's like that's the level of Nintendo that I don't want to see. But it was this. a great, but the original, the original All Stars was a was a great way to present those games. Like you know, not you because know, I not not just like here's the games again, but like we're gonna spruce them up. We're gonna re- obviously gonna remaster them. Uh, there's gonna be like some library historical kind of curation content, so you can put these games in there historical content maybe some behind the scenes you know kind of stuff all the stuff mm-hmm. that kind of makes it feel like a full package whether or not they'll 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 use the all-stars branding i don't know make, make for me it makes perfect sense for them to do that totally um and and i think that and i, I, I the 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 assumption that these are going to be the four 
I think most people have settled on because it feels like the four that make the most sense. 64, Sunshine, and the two galaxies. That makes total sense. Maybe 3D Land? I, I don't know. Or 3D World, mm. the first 3D World? I don't know. 3D World, um, I expect to be its own separate release. Um, 3D but, Land, but those, though. That's I, th- I, think, I think those four would be a great um, set. Right? So Mario 64, obviously hugely historically significant in the in you know in the in the in you know in the overall mario canon mm-hmm. sunshine I, again like weirdly a bit of an outlier but that's a, that's i think that's the reason to put it in because it's kind of the forgotten game God, you have to have sunshine yeah again and, 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 and let, let's let's put it back in front of a new audience and like relitigate it and have the conversation over again about you know what what is the verdict of mario sunshine yeah. i yeah. loved it though i loved Me i love the whole I, I i i love the kind of the the the, the sunny um delfino kind of vibe of it i love the the whole thing with the water pack and it just i i just i just it just felt like a, I, I enjoyed it a lot even though i know people have legitimate issues with it and then galaxy one i mean i don't know about you Tim, but, but the original galaxy is my all-time favorite super mario game i mean to me it's what day is it it's gonna change <laughs> and flip back and forth i always put galaxy two over one but literally that's just like man what we're talking about comparing tens here, and the so. thing that frustrated me the most at the time, Tim, is you remember on the Wii, it came, that that system came out alongside the first HD platforms, and it was frustrating to play Galaxy knowing what a great game it was, but also knowing how much better it could look oh, if yeah. the Wii had been an HD console. And some people were able to do like their own kind of homebrew HD uh, remasters stuff. on the PC and stuff like that. But like, I think that's what we want to see. I think we want to see Galaxy. Uh, galaxy one and two two of the best mario games ever made fully kind of realized that the graphical fidelity that they deserve and that's because the art style's there oh of course i mean we've seen it with like wind waker hd even it's just like oh this is these these games are gonna look great and i think and i think still the best mario soundtrack gusty garden and all that oh just so orchestra is beautiful beautiful just i I used to have the i had that on my ipod for like a year that was like all I listened to was the Super Mario Galaxy soundtrack. So good. Uh, but Jeff follows up and he's like, um, okay, before everyone goes to Party City to get their Super Mario birthday balloons, let me clarify that I'm feeling pretty good about Friday for this, but it's still not a guarantee. Um, and then that said, here's a link and he links to the Party City balloon of Mario. Uh, but then he replies and says, I'm feeling less good about this in the morning. Let's call it a backpedal. So sounds like it might be coming off a little bit of the it's happening this friday thing he then tweets more again this is all stuff of him having conversations with with people but i know he's in the chat right now i love you so much jeff this you just you keep me going here um so he says this seems totally possible if it's a mini i would wouldn't expect mario here instead i'd expect nintendo to come back at some point in mid-september so that's in reference to today's direct that happened so since that happened it seems like He's now moving his thoughts on when this Mario thing's going to happen to September. He says, for full transparency, let me share what I know. Something is happening this week, but I've heard like five different variations. There is a non-mini direct coming up, but Nintendo also said there are more partner showcases coming. So I think, I still think this is right. So. Yeah, at this point, I'm very, very comfortable making these predictions. Clip this, throw it back at me if I'm wrong. I feel pretty confident. The Mario anthology is coming. It's Mm going to be Nintendo's big holiday offering. Again, how it's branded, what exactly are the details of the content? I think we can make very smart guesses. My feeling it probably is going to be the four games that we talked about. Maybe there's a surprise in there somewhere. Um, but I feel like the major pieces of this, we can be pretty certain about. In terms of exactly when are they going to release it? Uh, sorry, announce it maybe this week, maybe next. Who knows? Um, again, the actual details of the, uh, of the, of the package and the branding and the, 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 like the specific details of the content. I think we we've got a good sense of the big picture. We just now need to know the actual details. And yeah, it's probably probably they'll release it in like October, early November as their big holiday thing. And I think there's a good chance you might see a bundle too. Yeah, definitely. Like a, I think you might see like a themed switch, like they did with Animal Crossing, and maybe and maybe some kind of bundle for the holidays. So I want it so bad. Um, but before we go on, we have more news stories to do. But I do want to tell you about our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Klarna. Thanks to Klarna for supporting Kind of Funny Games Daily. In Sweden, they don't shop, they Klarna. Klarna is a revolutionary new online shopping app from Sweden that allows you to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four interest-free payments that make shopping smoother. Uh, With the Klarna app, you can shop anywhere online from the one app. It's easy to use and convenient to browse thousands of online stores from one convenient place. You can pay for anything in four interest-free payments. Paying after delivery allows you to try before you buy, and you can also report returns directly in the app. It's very simple. Uh, You can get the best deals with customized price drop alerts on items you've saved to your wish list. 
It's always good to shop smarter and save money. You can create and share wish lists of items with friends and family so they can buy you things. Uh, I love how easy it is to find what you're looking for and get set up. The app is beautiful. It's clean. It's simple. Uh, it's a smoother, friendlier, Swedisher way to shop online. It's the one-stop shopping app for browsing and buying anything online, all in one app, and allows you to pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments. You can download the Klarna app today. That's K-L-A-R-N-A, Swedish for shopping. Um, and next up, shout out to Bespoke Post. As we all settle into this new normal version of summer, Bespoke Post is here with customized box of awesome collection for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. Right now, more than ever, you got to make sure you treat yourself uh, to the assortments of boxes available from Bespoke. They'll help you do just that. Uh, they got boxes featuring nice bags, wallets, kitchenware, and more. Um, I got some Hue lights from it. You know, I'm a big fan of Hue lights. like to be able to control the color of my lights, how dim they are, all of that stuff. Kev's a big fan too. Uh, they got a dim box you can check out. I know Bless just got his uh, a box with, that comes with shoes. Um, Joey got one that comes with this little cocktail kit. Cool stuff. Uh, to get started, you can take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Uh, your answers will help them pick the right box for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only $45 and has over $70 worth of gear inside. You can get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code GAMES at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code GAMES, for 20% off your first box. Back to the news stories here. Uh, where are we at? Oh, who would have thought? More Jeff Grubb rumors. So here's the deal, Gary. Yesterday on this show, Kind of Funny Games Daily, Jeff Grubb was in the chat. And uh, Andrea and Blessing were on the show talking. Jeff was having conversations with the best friends out there. And um, Artist working man in games journalism. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Doing all the work for us. I love it. Um, he started saying some stuff. And the Reddits, the Xbox News Reddits, uh, picked it up and, and started running it as him confirming uh, that the initiative is working on a new third-person Perfect Dark game. Oh, wow. Um, Yes, exactly. So he was in there having this conversation. Now, um, an additional tweet. This comes from uh, Nibelian on Twitter. In an additional tweet, Grubb says that the game at least takes place in the same universe as Perfect Dark and that this is the quadruple A game a lot of people on Twitter are talking about. Uh, Jeff Grubb replies that and saying, confirms a loaded term. As I said it, uh, as, they, as someone else points out, it might not exactly be Perfect Dark, but somehow it might be playing in that universe. Um, Jeff DM'd me today. And he said, hey, I want to make sure that I get everything straight here when you guys talk about this on the show. He says, I should have been more nuanced in chat, but the game isn't perfect dark. Based on my reporting, the initiative is dabbling with that material, but no one should take that to mean the game is set in that universe or starring the same characters. So there you go. From the man himself laying this to, to rest of what this is actually potentially going to be. Either way, I'm excited. I want to know what they're working on. And, and anything, AAA, quadruple A, whatever that you want to call it, give me all the A's. I want to see what Xbox is doing where they're, they're like, this is our flagship. By the way, Tim, just to put a button on the whole Jeff Grubb issue. Because um, <laughs> we, talk, we talked about Grubb a lot and we talked mm -hmm. about PUBG mm -hmm. a little bit at the top of the show as well. If you're at all, if you're at all interested... Uh, in the t in uh, the time that uh, Jeff Grubb tried to uh, stream snipe me in PUBG, and yeah. I ended up I ended up straight up fucking murdering him. I just dropped that link into the chat. So uh, please go and please go and enjoy that uh, YouTube clip of Jeff Grubb getting stone cold punked by me um, in Battlegrounds. Um, Perfect Dark. Do you care? Here's the thing. Yes. I have fond memories growing up of it. I think the IP is valuable. I think it was highly tainted with the Xbox 360 version. Uh, but I think it's been long enough. And Joanna Dark as a as a character, the idea of her being modernized for 2023 or whatever it's going to end up being, I think that that would be very exciting. What Jeff's saying here from what he uh, knows sounds like that's not going to be the case. But if it was the case, I'd be pretty excited for that. Obviously, uh, we want to see a new IP from from these guys we want to see them like really kind of make something special happen on the xbox series x that we've never seen before but it's hard to get excited about something that just doesn't exist at all right it's easier to be excited when it's something tied to the familiar tied to an ip that you already know because you can start to think about what it might actually be so for me perfect dark i think is is an ip that deserves way better than it's gotten in the last 20 years 
Yeah, and you know, I find myself, I've talked about this before, Tim, I find myself a little bit torn these days. Between, you know, I'm always banging on about how I want to see more original, you know, games and take a chance on new IP. And, you know, every time you know, a Tsushima or Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, comes through, it's great, right? Because it demonstrates that like big original ideas can still work. And, um, uh, and I love that. At the same time, I, you know, like it frustrates me that like, for example, Konami are letting all these great you know, franchises down. The like, you know, I, I think we would all love to see a new Castlevania. Oh yeah. A triple A Castlevania. We're probably never going to see that ever again. Mm -hmm. um, like on the Nintendo side, I do think they have a lot of great franchises that uh, are just sitting there that are ripe uh, to come back. Uh, uh, like F-Zero is a big one for me. Mm -hmm. um, I would, I would love to see like a new, you know, triple A bells and whistles uh, F-Zero game. A blisteringly uh, get, fast F Zero in HD. Let's go! Hey, what a great launch title that would be for the Switch Pro! Hell yeah! Right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know um, exactly what you're saying, about, Gary. Okay, okay, fast forward. Fast forward to Christmas or sometime next year, 2021. Tim, mm -hmm. Nintendo announces a Switch Pro with F with F Zero livery, like a special F Zero branded uh, F Zero Prime or Ultra, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Captain um, Falcon will come to your house, deliver a punch Pro you in the fucking face with like luminescent, iridescent blue, uh, you know, color scheme on the on the on the Joy Cons and like, come on, mm -hmm. come on. I've got a I'm semi in. just thinking about it right now, Tim. I'm right there with you. I can, tell, I can having, see you adjusting yours right, right there. Yeah, we're having see, a moment right that, now, Gary. I can just see me that and conversation you. was having an effect on you, Tim. <laughs> a very, very, very real effect. A very, um, very real. So I'm very excited. Yeah, so I, I would, I would, I would like, I would like to see some more of the the classic storied um, Nintendo and Rare franchises of your um, get a you know get brought back for a new generation. Absolutely. Now jump in over to the the Xbox side of things fully. Um, Wasteland 3 early reviews are in. Uh, this comes from Nebelian's Twitter. Once again, uh, Eurogamer gave it a recommended. Windows Central gave it a 5 out of 5. Um, it's getting a whole bunch of 4 out of 5s from different places like Games Radar, Game Revolution, uh, Fextra Life. Um, but the MC, the Metacritic right now is 86. I saw you tweeting about this earlier, Gary. This exciting you? excited because i um as you know i'm very old and so i remember the uh, the grand old days of uh, of 8-bit and 16-bit gaming and i go all the way back to the original wasteland on the um on the commodore 64 the very very first one um and i'm very glad you know obviously wasteland uh uh beget begat fallout mm -hmm. which is now it's obviously a, a very big deal in its own right and that's gone off in its own direction but i love the fact that that but, but like it's not like fallout replaced wasteland wasteland is still going there's been a terrific remaster uh wasteland 2 was very popular and i just i i took a look at uh wasteland uh 3 the trailer this morning yeah i've i've actually been looking to get into like a really kind of nerdy rpg for a while i've got uh, baldur's gate 3 is on my uh is on my radar uh, but generally, I gravitate more towards like the non-fantasy style RPGs, like a more of a Mass Effect guy than a Dragon Age mm -hmm. guy. Basically, the same kind of game, but I just like the sci-fi settings yeah. better than the traditional kind of um, you know fantasy settings. And so, Wasteland, especially with my historical connection to it, going all the way back to like me playing it when I was like 15, 16 years old, um, has a big uh, uh, you know historical association for me. And uh, it looks great. And guess what? It's on Game Pass, so it ain't gonna mm -hmm. cost me a penny excited yeah absolutely uh moving on from that that was our final story so we are going to jump into the fun little segments that we have that include out today oh actually we know no sorry my docs all messed up because i did the ads in the wrong place uh wasteland 3 being in your hands and you playing it gary might not be that far away but if i want to know what was coming to mom and grab shops today where would i look the official list of up-and-coming software on each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Do you have it, Ken? Yes. Oh, what? We actually have a musical drop now? Oh, shit. That's new. That is I refuse, new. I, I just refuse to do the jingle. Was um, that off the shelf or did somebody compose that? For a, a, best friend, a best friend made it. Kevin, can you read the file name of that? Is that possible? Yeah, just give has, me two seconds. Okay, because it has his name, and I want to give I want to give him the shout out on there. But yeah, no, I just Dylan I won't Fisher. Do Dylan Fisher, thank I, you for making. I my actually life feel better. I actually feel bad that I talked over it. Could we hear it just one more time, clean? Because it was really good. Yeah, give me one. 
I gotta say, uh, that's good. I'm impressed. It's good. It's like damn it. good, right? I Dylan like Fisher killing the game. Well Out done. today, the suicide of Rachel Foster on PS4 and Xbox One. Sheepo on PC. Oh wow. Chikamagua battles on PC and Mac. Japanese Romanji Adventure on PC and Mac. Turtle versus Portal on PC and Mac. Jenny LeClue, uh, Detective on Switch. That game looks fantastic. Uh, That's an Apple Arcade. That. That's a fun game, yeah. Yeah, go check it out if you haven't uh, seen it before. And Jets and Guns 2 on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, some new dates for you. The Last Campfire from Hello Games is actually out tomorrow on PS4, Switch, Steam, Xbox, and Apple Arcade. And uh, The Witcher Monster Slayer was announced. It's a new portable AR game for iOS and Android. It's coming soon. Developed by Spoko, which is part of CD Projekt Red. Um, Let's do one question from your read mail. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames uh, to write in your questions. Like Use the Breaks did. Use the Breaks says, hey, KFGD crew, just a dumb thought. But as we are on the edge of making games at 4K60, is this it? Have we reached gaming nirvana? I know purists will always say higher, better, faster, stronger, but say we project 10 years from now. If you own Naughty Dog's next title after Last of Us 2, which came out in 2023, and it's 4K, 60 FPS locked with beautiful graphics, but the standard of gaming in 2030 is 8K 120 frames per second, are you going to demand a remaster for what is honestly minor games? Are kids going to look at games releasing now and say, ew, it's a 20s game? Pass. And what happens in 2040 or 2050? Will 20-year-old titles then be considered gross and dated? Are we plateauing? Are games going to live forever? Gary, what do you think? I don't know. I don't think we're plateauing. I think that 20 years from now, you'll you'll look back on The Last of Us Part 2, for example, and be amazed that we were ever impressed by that. Uh, and that's not to say that Last of Us 2 isn't impressive, because it is. It's phenomenally impressive. It is the best-looking game I have ever seen in my life. The quality of of, of 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 the technical work and the craftsmanship and the artistry in that game is on another level. To the point at which Ghost of Tsushima, which we played right after, which also looks great, frankly suffered from from coming from following on from that because like the facial stuff like is just not as good because nothing mm-hmm. is. Um, but in the same way that we look at this happens this happens every generation. I remember like there's an old there's a cover of the old Next Generation magazine from uh, uh uh the 90s i was there when they made it i worked at that company they put they they pull out uh put out um, uh, a front cover that was an image of a character from the first unreal game the very first unreal game um and it was like the whole thing was like yes you yes you can believe your eyes this is actually a real screenshot of a thing that's happening in the game yes this is real this is how good graphics are now and at the time we were like wow that's amazing now you look at it and it's like literally a meme it's a joke it's mm-hmm. like, how did we ever think how that? Did that, think that, that? How did we ever think that was as good as graphics could ever get? Um, and like, what, uh, there's no sign that that's going to plateau. Like, it, it, like, I, I don't think there's any like no technology. Like, the, I don't think you ever get to a point in technology which is like, yeah, we stop now. Like, that's as good as it's ever going to get. It always keeps advancing. Uh, we get better at this stuff. Um, you know, uh, it's just going to keep going. VR is going to take us off in a whole other direction as well. Um, I think that the idea of us playing video games. Um, within a you know a flat you know two dimensional panel is going to look increasingly quaint as VR becomes more viable um, and opens up new possibilities for us. Uh, but yeah, like I I I I think that as as great as the stuff that we have now looks. By the way, the idea that 4K 60 is somehow the zenith, like that we've already surpassed that. If you're playing games at the top end of the PC market, you're already playing better than that. You're playing 4K 1 120 and higher, 150. I've got with the with the with the video with the video card that I've got in my PC right now, 4K 60. It will just fucking shit that out. What else you got? You know. So <laughs> and that and so that technology already exists. It's a, and now it just has to get cheaper and cheaper and become you know and, and the higher end is gonna is 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 gonna keep um getting better and better as well. So no, we haven't plateaued. I think twenty. I think the difference between the games we were playing twenty years ago and the games we're playing now, you're gonna see that much difference, if not more. 20 years from now what do you think i i disagree with that statement i i think that i i'm with you in the sense that like we're we're it's going to get a lot better and it's when in 20 years we're going to look back at these games and be like oh my god we thought this was that good i can't believe it but i do think that uh we are getting closer to a point where um the the little graphical fidelity increases that we get the the changes in frame rate that you're talking about like the difference between 
30 to 60 and then 60 to 120. At some point, we're going to hit that, I think soon, where where does that top out where it's like, all right, we're definitely getting some diminishing returns here. And I think the same can be said about resolution where, okay, jumping from 4K to eventually 8K or whatever it is, like what at what point is that just more instead of better? And I think that it's going to be in the details. It's going to be in in lighting and in shadows. And that's why I think ray tracing is the most impressive thing we've seen so far from next gen and even next gen's current gen right now. It's like seeing Minecraft ray traced is a transformative experience that shows that that technology of lighting, it's about just making things feel more right, not looking more right. It's about the feel at that point. And I think that uh, we are, we're hitting that where, look at Nintendo. They hit the Wii and we're kind of like, all right, we don't need to go HD. We're just going to stick with this because it's the games that matter. Then you look at where we're at now with the, with the Wii U and then the Switch, where there's kind of like 1080p is really all you need for the art style that we're we're going for. And we care more about crafting these worlds that don't need these fancy graphics and all that stuff. That's not to say I don't want to play these games in 4K. I totally do. But I think that we're hitting a point that depending on the genre, we are hitting a plateau of what it needs to be. And at that point, it all is just kind of optional little check boxes going off. You yeah. brought up Last of Us 2. And I think Last of Us 2 is interesting where we have those memories of being younger, watching sports games and being like, oh my God, NBA, live, whatever. Like it could trick people. Uh, if it was playing on a TV screen, they would think that it was actually an NBA game. We were just saying that. We we wanted no, to but be we more are, from, we are from we are at that games. point now, Tim. Even even people like you and I, who like are very um, fluent with what video games look like, I there have been times in the past recently when I've looked at um, uh, like a FIFA clip or or something has shown up in my feed, and I thought I was watching a, a broadcast of a game, and it was so, only when I looked a second closer, I was like, oh shit, no, that's FIFA or something. Like absolutely. we are we are that close now. And, and But that's the thing is we are now and we weren't actually then before and we knew that in our hearts. We just wanted it to be just slightly better, slightly more to feel right than it did. And recently playing Last of Us 2, Gia walked in and was watching me and she was like, wow, like this game has a lot of, of movie. Like when do you actually get to play? And right. I put the controller down and things stopped and she right. was like, oh, oh, oh my God, you're playing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And like I, I was like moving Joel around and she was just like, what like blown away and it's one of those things you look at it and even now it's beautiful it doesn't look like real life right it does like it's not like it's going for realistic graphics but like we know that it's a video game we know that it's not real yeah and, and i think all, that and it's all, gonna be those, those little changes going yeah forward. all of those little flaws and imperfections that we just kind of go yeah this, this is amazing but yeah it's not perfect yet like those 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 things are gonna you're, you're gonna look back on that as like quaint as we get closer right mm -hmm. to photo in the same way that 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 first you know unreal image oh wow that's so great and now you go come on seriously how could we ever think that was impressive yeah. but i i mean i do i do think that we've we've we have we have reached like in this with the last of us part two there were times when you would just stop just to look and go my god look at how amazing this looks yeah. from like you know just like what riding your horse through a forest or just the way that like light shafts through a window inside a boarded up house or whatever you would just stop and just like admire just how fucking jaw-droppingly good it looked. And Back in the, I, I, that, I don't ever remember that doing that with But I don't think that was gonna say to I don't ever remember doing that with like 90s games. I was like, like games looked good, but they never looked so good that like they actually like took your breath away and made you stop playing just to admire it. But now Metroid they are Prime at on that GameCube, point. Halo 2, like those those two games at Uncharted, uh specifically the later Uncharted games, uh, or even like two and three. There was multiple moments where I was like, How the fuck is this real? Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, those are all, you know, previous gen games. Uh, but if I were to look back at them right now and be like in the same spot that I was, then I'd be like, how the hell did I even think of that? You know, so it is exciting to think about the little things that are going to make games feel more real that are going for a realistic art style and how they're going to look. But what a time to be alive, man. Video games are cool. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been kind of funny games daily. We're about to do the post show. Gary, it's been so great catching up with you. Yeah, I really I enjoyed it. this. We should want to do, do more it more. Often. Definitely. Yeah. And let's play some Fall Guys. Hell yes. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to uh, subscribe at the bronze level to get to the post show. Um, also here, I'm looking through to your wrong to see what we got wrong. Um, ooh, give me one sec. This is a fun thing. We don't get things wrong, Tim. Uh, that's true. I want to check this. Yeah. Kev, 
Uh, I'm going to send assets a link real quick, okay? Ready for it, man, dude. Done. Uh, just Tom sends it in. Not a correction, but this is the magazine cover that Gary was talking about. Oh, Lord. Oh, they find it? Mm-hmm. Let me, uh, oh, on. let me see. One second. Let me see. Okay. Where'd they post that? Because I want to go back and look at it. I'm about to pull it up. Oh, okay. Um, and then otherwise, nanobiologist said. Yeah, there it is. There we go. Yes, this is an actual PC game screenshot. <laughs> and, at, and at the time, people were genuinely blown away. This was like right at the birth of like the 3D acceleration era when we started to like introduce discrete pieces of hardware just to do graphics. Um, and at the time, I mean, I worked, I worked on PC Gamer right next door to where that magazine was. And I remember coming over and looking at that cover and being genuinely like, oh, wow, like graphics are that good now, huh? And, and now and again now that's literally a meme that's a joke like who, who, oh, who yeah. ever thought that was good oh yeah so so life after mario 64 god so funny um nanobiologist posted some breaking news here call of duty black ops cold war information just dropped uh we're gonna cover that on tomorrow's kind of funny games daily uh there's a whole bunch of info um but the big the big thing gary here we go standard yeah. edition 60 dollars cross-gen bundle $70. This is how they're going to get you, Tim. That's how they're going to get you. Ultimate Edition, $80. Oh, my God. So, wait, so cross-gen bundle means if you pay the extra 10 bucks, you're going to get the upgrade? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. this is how they get you. This is how they get you. Uh, we're going to move on to the post-show. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.